Hey there, hi there, ho there listeners, and welcome to our November Disneyland Paris show. I'm your host, Lucy Rain. I'm Chris Fletcher. Hello, children. I'm Hugh Rain. Christmas is just around the corner and the season has already started in Disneyland Paris, so that is what we're going to be talking about today. First, the news. And now, Disneyland Paris News. DLP has been honoured three times in the Family Traveller Excellence Awards, Star Wars Hyperspace Mountain, Marvel Season of Superheroes and Village Nature all receive mentions in the list of 50 top European attractions. To kick off the Christmas season, on the 16th of November, Disneyland Paris live-streamed its traditional tree-lighting ceremony as Santa, assisted by Mickey, Minnie, Goofy and a host of princes and princesses, lit the lights on Town Square and Main Street. Frozen, a musical invitation, has opened in the Art of Animation building to rave reviews. The attraction is a multiple location show. I'm going to keep this voice up. Which has guests move between theatres to experience a variety of acts, culminating in a meet and greet location with Olaf. Line Bertie app applies. On the 12th of December, Disneyland Park will host its seventh annual pass party, Disneyland Park Celebration, Voyage dans la Tombes. This will see the year of 2019 ended in style with all four seasons celebrated in a single night. Tickets cost 45 euros for Infinity and Magic Plus pass holders. After a lengthy refurbishment, Autopia is set to reopen on the 14th of December, whilst Buzz Lightyear Laser Blast will be closing for an indefinite length of time from the 6th of January. In the Studios Park, Restaurant Des Stars will close its doors in January for its Ant-Man re-theme, along with the Tram Tour, which is to receive its Route 66 Cars remodel. To coincide with the release of the final instalment of the Star Wars saga, The Rise of Skywalker, Star Tours The Adventure Continues will be adding new destinations to its flight schedule starting 20th of December. It has been confirmed the 2020s season of the Force will be the last. The season, which takes place in the Studios Park, will not be repeated in 2021 or beyond. It is confirmed this year's season will include appearances by Rey, Chewbacca and Kylo Ren and features March of the First Order and a nighttime show, Star Wars A Galactic Celebration. It is strongly rumoured that the Disneyland Hotel will close its doors for an extended refurbishment starting January 2021, as you are currently not able to book beyond that date. Disney's Hotel New York, the art of Marvel, is now open for bookings from June 2020. Early birds will receive a limited edition Marvel art print as part of their booking. <laughs> Was it my imagination or did, did everybody just get a little bit more newsreadery as we went along there? It got better. It got it better. Or worse. With practice. It got even better when I edited it. Yeah. So there is... Lots of news this month. I didn't think there was going to be. It took a bit of digging, but there's yeah. actually quite a lot going on. What do you want to talk about first? Well, first I want to talk about the fact that I've got some uh, Christmas squishy zum-zums. Ooh. Uh, we've uh, we've got, got Chip and Dale there, oh. Mickey and Minnie, Ooh. and uh, Goofy. 
and they're all in festive colours. They're nice, aren't they? Yeah, Dale's got a, a snowflake on his jumper. I'll tweet so them. Chip. And I'll put um, 37 Disney Street. Zum zum. Zum Good. Zum zum. Just zum zum. Yeah, don't put an S in That's T U S M, T U S M. Also, right, uh, we've got some treats. Ooh. Because um, we recorded one of our classic episodes mm-hmm. and we've still got some leftover Oreo snowy and rubbed. Well, that's festive. Biscuits. And we just recorded our uh, Frozen 2 review and we had snowballs with marshmallow. Mm-hmm. But I've also got some Cadbury's mini snowballs. What? Which are little, What the devil are they? Little mi- milk chocolates in a crispy sugar shell. They're mini eggs, basically. Ah, uh, but white. And uh, Chris and I are having an alcohol-free mulled wine. That tastes like Heinz tomato soup. It does. It's Belvoir Fruit Farms mulled winter punch. And it's non- non- non-alcoholic. Um... <laughs> I've it's had it certainly be- impeding your speech well, then. Well, it is, yeah. I've had it before, and this must be a weird batch because it tastes like tomato soup. It really does. <laughs> Normally, I would have recommended it. It smells like it too. It so does. we're not partaking. Can I just go back to the Cadbury's snowballs? Yeah, they look like bonbons, well, but uh, they're not. I would be very suspicious of a snowball that when you opened it up was brown inside. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, it tastes good. Mmm. Let me give this a go. As someone who works for Nestle, is eating Cadbury's like really? Is it like is it like when I get a Hallmark greeting card? Yeah, I'm not allowed to eat Cadbury's chocolate. Definitely don't endorse it. Maybe no. say how horrible it is. I'm I'm doing a taste test. That's all. It's not as bad as milk. It's good to be. Well, milk is Cadbury's as well. Is it? It's all made by Mondelez. <laughs> Do you know the inner workings of the confectionery business? Know your competitors. Should so, we get onto the news? We've set the scene. We've got a gingerbread candle on the go as well. It smells lovely. It's Christmassy in here. Mm. So it's time to talk about Disneyland Paris at Christmas. Mm. Well, not yet. We're talking about the news first. Well, that's cons- festive, though, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Concerns that, doesn't it? Okay. <clears throat> okay. Do we start at the top? Well, why not? Yes. So it's got three top entries on the uh, 50 best European attractions list Family Traveller Excellence Awards. And they are Hyperspace Mountain. The season of superheroes and village nature. What do you think to those three things being what's chosen? Yeah, three things I have had no dealings with whatsoever. Really? Well, All a, three of them. Been a hyperspace mountain. I haven't yet. It's on my list to do this time. Right. Um, it's, it's good. Yeah, Laura said it was really. I'm good. surprised it's like been given an excellence award. It's not the best ride in the park. Well, no. I mean, I looked at how this was chosen, and it was a hundred thousand consumers, presumably parents and adults. Um, was surveyed and then they had a children's panel of no, a children's jury they mm. called them and also a panel of industry experts so they've really gone thorough on it and I am genuinely surprised that that's the ride that's floated to the top did you see what else was on there non I didn't it would have been good to look wouldn't it mm. um I think that the um Marvel season of the first two the hyperspace mountain is Summer of Superheroes was thrills and spills category. Right, okay. Um, but the village nature was something to do with con- conservation and sustainable. I've heard a lot of good things about that place. I've heard mixed. I've heard it's quite fabulous, but I've also heard of people who've gone off peak and the pool's been closed and the like bike riding tracks have been closed. And really, if you're going to stay there, that's why. Right, yeah, yeah. Because it's got all that centre parksy stuff. Mm. Um, I've heard two separate people say that and they just wish they hadn't bothered. So oh, I suppose okay. it's hit it at the right season, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, very good. Yeah. 
So we're also talking about the um, live stream of the lights. Did you see that, Chris? Um, yeah, I watched, watched a bit of, of uh, my wife's shoulder when she was watching it, <laughs> streaming it on her phone. Yeah. That's because they've got a weird setup in the house where they sit on a bench and, <laughs> yeah. and they straddle it. And whoever gets to sit at the front gets the best view. <laughs> it's like a bobsled. It's more like, you know, like a, um, a park train. You know the little trains that go around yeah. parks yes. and you sit over them. It's, it's a bit more like that, but without the movement, really. <laughs> um, or I suppose it's like a hyperspace uh, no it's like a space mountain ride but the one in uh, Florida uh-huh. which you sit in like a bobsled oh. and straddle a stranger we'd, we've we've left Europe <clears throat> Huey yep, no stranger there though it, it was no. my wife so did you enjoy it? I enjoyed what I watched of it yeah it looked really busy we have seen this show it's very similar to what we saw Hugh but we saw it from like the hub in front of the castle mm-hmm. and it's actually on town square and we we caught it twice and it was the back of a lot of people's heads but what's most exciting about it I think is they turn all the lights off mm. in order to do the show so Main Street goes into darkness Town Square goes into darkness and a large portion of the hub does and you don't you take for granted the light you don't realise how many street lights they've got so then when they turn it to darkness and then turn the lights back on it is quite emotional and they do this every night they do it every night at a certain time I can look up when after that is after the parade I think isn't it Something, Half it's, an hour after the parade, I think. Yeah, it's quite early in darkness time. I suspect... 6.30, it, I think. Yeah, something like that. Um, and I'm not sure whether they had the princesses when we saw it, but like I say, we saw it right from the back of Main Street. Mm. I think it's one of those things where you have to commit a bit of time to camp at the front if you really want a good view. And um, Is it worth it? Yes. Something to do, in it. 6.30 weekdays... Um, 7.45 uh, uh, or 8.20 on a weekend, I guess, depending on the day. It's one of the most Christmassy things you will do oh. during your Christmas visit. I really enjoy it. But, but also, presumably, a really good time to go and get on some rides with less queues, isn't it? Exactly. Mm. That's the tips. Mm. Um, what do you think? Some live streaming stuff like this. Did you? I mean, you watched it. I didn't watch we're, it live. We're I had going to... in, in uh, oh, not many weeks' time now. Mm. So for me... It, it made me feel quite excited about the the upcoming trip. And I think for anybody who's planning on going, it's quite a nice little thing to get. You're going in January? Yeah, we've gone the yeah, 2nd of January, yeah. So it'll still be Christmas <clears throat> in full effect, won't it? Christmas in full effect. Buzz Lightyear's still open. Just. Just, yeah. In fact, everything on our news, if it's given a date, well, not literally everything... But everything in the closures and the openings all happen on the 6th of January. Yeah. Which makes sense because it's, it's end of the season. End of it? season, yeah. Buzz Lightyear shuts, um, Restaurant de Stars shuts, Tramtar shuts, and it's all happening on the 6th of January. Has Tramtar not already shut? No. I know, I couldn't believe it either. I it's thought been... we talked about the fact that it was shut in our, uh, no. in our Halloween show. It might have been down... As mm. as rides regularly are, but no, that's the date it shut. But it shuts for good. Now I'm almost a little bit sad about this because knowing it was going to shut anyway, I wouldn't have minded to go and have another look at the Rain of Fire thing. <laughs> yeah, Just but, that, but, but, but yeah, I have something such... to watch on your phone while whilst Jeremy Jeremy Irons is uh, yeah waffling. But on. I've got such good memories of running through there. That that's was my favourite bit to run through. Quite a bit of love for it on um, the. Dedicated to DLP Facebook page, you know, said it was closing, and a lot of people were saying 
you know, we're tagging the friends and oh, the, you know, we, we've got to go back this, you know, before it shuts. You know, yeah. and, and you know, and the, it said something like, "Your last chance to enjoy it." And I said, uh, "Is it possible to enjoy this ride?" Is it so bad it's good? Is it? Is it reached that? No, it's just a it's waste. Just it's just a waste of time and space. I think. I I mean, to be fair, and again, we talked about this last time, but when when we went on it, having spent, you know, you're walking thirty thousand steps. Exactly. A day, this is my it, point. It's yes. not a bad way to spend twenty minutes to not be stood up for a little while. Mm. In that sense, although I think I'd rather it. stand and stare at a wall. <laughs> I'll the, try and name all the Disney characters on the hoarding yeah. yeah the irony is I wouldn't choose to go on this ride because I enjoy the ride but knowing it's going and it will never come back again I would kind of like one more farewell and then I would probably hate it and be glad it was going but I'm kind of sad I'm not going to get that last chance you really want to see that Dinotopia <laughs> set it's, one more time it's the rain of fire I love the rain of fire bit yeah Anyway, what else do we have here? Oh, Frozen and Musical Invitation is open. Now, I'm going to tell you, I've been doing my best to stay spoiler-free for this because this is going to be the only really new thing that I haven't seen before that we're going to see on our next trip. I know you have, and I'm going to ask you to review it. Whilst you have your fingers in your ears. Just without Mm. particulars. In fact, you know what's a good idea? I'm going out of the room. Wow. Are you bothered about hearing about it? Um, no, I'm fine with it. Cool. I'm going to take an Oreo with me. Okay, well, well. in which case, first the good news, which won't matter if she hears it as, as we're walking out. The entrance, with the multiplane camera and all the other bits, that is still exactly like it was before. So the good bit of the art of animation <laughs> yeah. is still there. The interesting bit. Which is awesome. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm quite pleased about that. It almost makes me want to go back in there again. Yeah. What you then get is, uh, in the first room, it's... Now then, basically, there's a bit of a story with with uh, all of the different characters involved. Um, I think it starts off with um, Sven and Kristoff, and they sing about reindeers being better than people. And then uh, Anna comes in and says she wants him to take her up the North Mountain, which is uh, my favourite line, mm-hmm. um, as you know. And then um, they sing a bit, and then they move next door, and Elsa's there, and they sing a bit more, and Olaf's there on a the screen at the back so, but kind of part of the com- of the whole piece and they sing all the songs and that that's pretty much what it is having, yeah. having watched it um, if you like Frozen and you want to go and sing along to it great if you're going to miss Mushu then uh, you know that's your loss I guess mm. I don't know the, the other the other piece is um, Olaf's there for meeting Greeks afterwards but you have to book it through Lime Bertie yeah. to be able to do it and that's pretty much it I don't think I could say much more than that. There's not really any spoilers there, is there? Not is there really, no. Expect? No, yeah, and there's not much I could even add. In no. fact, you could have just done that bit to yourself. Yeah. There you <laughs> Should go. we call her back in then? Yeah, come you, on, Lucy, you can come back in. Come now. back in now. Oh, she looks like she was, uh, yeah. get, like... Here she comes. Chilling out with her iPad and everything, but now we've called her back in to do some work. I'm back. So, next up... not very long at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. This seventh annual pass party. That sounds cool. Mm. It's 45 euros. Mm. I want to talk about it, but my mouth full of oil. Mm. Could I just say, yeah. I'm not an annual pass holder, so I can't do this. Mm. So I shouldn't really care mm. about it. However, you guys. Yeah. Okay. So they have these special events. 
And I've never exactly been against them or not wanted to go to them. But our decisions to go to Disneyland Paris are based on so many factors to do with work and commitments and timetables and families and all that kind of thing. We go when is best for us. And I would ne- I've always said I would never change our dates to fit in with one of these parties and things. Mm. It's just not worth it. But this is the first one I've read about where I've been really tempted because it's voting day and our daughter's school is a polling station. And so we've surprised... Well, me and Bonnie have surprisingly got the day off, but I'm not going to. (laughs) But basically, from what I can gather, they're going to put together um, the Lion King Summer... The Pirates and Princesses Spring, the Enchanted Christmas and the Halloween, I think. They might be doing like the season of the force, I don't know. But they're getting all the seasons that they've had in 2019 and uh, putting them together into one big party. So that the parades will be back, the characters in their outfits will be back and all that kind of thing. And um, yeah, it's for Infinity and... What is it? Magic Plus Pass holders only. So if you've just got a Magic Pass, this is not for you. I do wonder how many people they can get on fairly short notice for these kind of parties, but they sound pretty fun. does sound pretty cool, yeah. Nice and exclusive. Would you be interested in going in a different world, Huey? Um, in, a, in a different world? <laughs> in a world where it was convenient. Uh, well, yeah, if it was like as far away as Leeds... Mm, this is the issue, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Well, I'm not too bothered. Are you really not? No. Well, no. I, so, I mean, this is the thing. It takes you... a lot to make you um, <laughs> cross an ocean, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, but it, it does sound a lot of fun. I think if we were younger and single, well, no, child-free, not single. <laughs> then you'd be going. <laughs> and live, and yeah. lived in Kent. I've always thought that. If I lived in Kent and I was younger... Oh, like I'd be, Valley, that'd be quite a good place to live, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, mm-hmm. just yeah. driving over all the time. But it sounds fun. And I hope anyone who's going shares some pictures and we can talk about it later because that sounds really fun. What I am interested in is Autopia is reopening. I'm really excited about this because... Um, uh, it's been shut all year mm-hmm. and I've been telling Lucas setting him up for the fact that he's not going to be able to go on it because it's likely it won't be open we didn't know when it was going to be open and, uh, and now it'll be there when, when we go and that's that's really good it's a big chunk of the park to be closed off as well I think mm. it's one of those rides that uh, when it's open you don't care about it but as soon as it's shut you want it mm. so last time we went it was shut and uh, we thought oh, that's a shame and mm. I always get to drive because uh, Lucy drives I don't drive so uh, mm. You know, I get to feel like a big boy in the car, yeah. in the car driving around, like making actual decisions about turning left and right as if it makes any difference. It's a nice bit of kinetic activity in that bit of the park, isn't it? To have that move, it's very colourful as well, to have that going round. That's and, great. And I, what I would say is when we went last year in in uh, for Halloween, of all the rides, that's the one that... that we're starting to look the most worn, I think. Yeah. So I don't think it's a bad thing that they've had a, a prolonged refurbishment for it. But when you look at the satellite pictures, you can see all the other cars. So they've got all they've got the cars stacked there running, and they have hundreds of cars all there mm. in the back lot there. So they must be able to swap them out and everything and get get them working um, whenever they need to. But the whole thing just felt like it needed refreshing. Yeah. Me. I really enjoyed being on it. It was chucking it down when we went on both times, <laughs> but but it was all right. But 
it just felt like it needed a bit of a lift. So, well, you'll have to tell us, Chris, whether this has been a a refresh of what was already there, or whether it's been you know a refurb and a tweak. I know it's not a massive change out like they did with um, Haunted Mansion or anything, mm. but I'm presuming because it's been so long that there will be some visible changes. I don't know. I mean, without, without restructuring the paths the and stuff, track. what could you do? Yeah. Mm. May have been interesting. The signs. What else have we got going on there? Oh, Buzz Lightyear's closing. We talked about that. We've talked about the Chamtar going and Restaurant de Stars, but what this means is that the... The real, real living, yeah. The Marvel part of the park is well and truly underway. Once those two things shut, it's like it's coming. Yeah. Is the Ant Man theme just going to be like uh, the Remy restaurant with, a, with lots of giant props in it? Oh, I, do you know? I hadn't thought about it. That sounds likely, well, doesn't it? <laughs> what else could an Ant Man theme restaurant be? Yeah, no, I think it has to be that, doesn't it? Huh. I quite like Restaurant the Stars. The only thing I, I would say that I didn't like about it is the queuing system because it takes forever. And even if you've booked in, you still have to stand there and queue and wait for a seat. Yeah. Behind that little wall, yeah. yeah. Um, but once you're in, like the the buffet food there for me was, was one of the better ones, and the desserts particularly. Yeah, we liked it, didn't we? Yeah, I was going to say that uh, that's one of the best buffets we've done. One Where I found the most I want to eat and I've yeah. gone back. And they had the ice cream machines as well. That's right, yeah. Which yeah. I like it. Oh. Yeah. I got two or three bowls of that. Yeah, I love an ice cream machine. Mm. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to having these extra scenes in Star Tours. I am as well. And do you know what? This is another one of the things that I got really excited about when uh, when Lucy told us what the news was this week. Because I didn't know this. Um, I knew it was that, that they were coming, but all the signs have been saying it was going to be mid-January. So I didn't think they'd be there for when, when we went. So I'm really pleased about that. I'm hoping that they get rid of some of the... Uh, the Gungan stuff now. Oh, yeah. Really nice. And I'm, I'm sick of crates as well. Well, I was <laughs> going to say... they always end on crates. I might be wrong about this, but I'm sure that my first view of crate was on starters. So, because we went at Christmas that year. So they must have released the starters extra scenes a couple of weeks before the film. Because we went sort of early December. But I might be wrong about that. But I think it's good that they're doing it the same day. So it was mid-December no because when we got back, it was my last day at work. Well, I say early. It was so like... it was, in fact, it was mid to late December. So Star Wars might have already been out by then. Oh, maybe well, it, it was. must have been. Yeah. Was anyway. it released when we were there, and then we came back and saw it? Because we would have seen it as soon as humanly possible. I but I'm know. sure the first thing we saw was that. Anyway, by the by, four out of my five trips on on there. Uh, Star Tours last time ended with, with, with one where I went through the Gungan village down to the water. And yeah, and I Well, I had that for a while, actually. I missed that one. I always I always seem to get the same ones. I know everyone says, I always get the same ones, but I, think, I feel like I really do. You see, I love that ride, but I get terrible motion sickness, and not just when I'm on it, but for an hour and a half afterwards. So I really have to consider. It's like whether you're going to have that extra glass of wine and suffer your hangover or not. You want it, but you don't know. I'm going to have to go back on it this time to see these extra scenes, but it's a bit of a push for me, which is a shame. It's funny that, because I I suffer from from travel sickness I have done all my life and going and watching Cloverfield at the cinema was one of the most excruciating experiences of my life because yeah. the motion sickness was just horrendous but does, this doesn't affect me at all not in the slightest I can't do IMAX or X Plus really? you know the really big screens because I, I feel like you say like Cloverfields yeah. it's just too much movement no I can't I go a bit green with this don't I Huey mm. yeah 
So they're getting rid of Season of the Force. Yeah. Why? Nobody likes Star Wars. Well, I mean, you jest, Chris, but it's been a bad year for them this year. Theme park attendance is down worldwide just on the year that they thought... I mean, Disney parks worldwide. Um, Just at the point when they thought they'd nailed it with two lots of Galaxy's Edge. The films have not been as popular... I think that these decisions are made years in advance of Season of the Force and stuff, and I think, on reflection, Disney are pulling away from Star Wars. And it's not just in parks. I think it's in movies and all sorts. I think The Mandalorian is make or break, to be honest. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not surprised at this. Mm. And also, this is the last time we'll have the Christmas release Star Wars film. Is there any more? For a while. I'm going to say they'll probably do a, an Obi-Wan or a spin-off or something, but there's nothing in production yet, so it's going to be five years, isn't it? Can I just say, they really ought to do a sequel to Solo. I don't think it's five years, actually. I think it's been announced when the next is film's it? coming. Is it? Is it? They keep changing. They keep cancelling ones and, and mm-hmm. stuff. What are you saying, Sam? They really ought to do a Solo, to, uh, solo to sequel. I like yeah. Solo. I will stand up for Solo. I don't I think, think they can a do a film. sequel. They, they shouldn't. There's an opening for Darth Maul there, and I just want to see more of it. I know, but they shouldn't have ended it with Lando and Han the way they did. They, mm. had, they had a whole world of romping to go mm. at. But that, that, that ends in a way that makes sense that the next time they meet in Empire, uh, they can't have met in between. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, it sort of, like, it, it sort of says, oh, you know, like. Well, it's a long time. In That's what case, I'm saying. Surely he's forgotten. That's In what I'm case. saying. So they've cut out one of the characters by sort of ending that there. Yeah. So if they did a sequel, they couldn't have a Lando. And they wouldn't dare do a sequel. In which case, do a Lando film with, uh, with, mm. with uh, Glover in it because uh, they wouldn't. Awesome. They wouldn't. Oh, I, I love Donald Glover. I don't think they'd touch touch Solo again. It makes me go all girly, does Donald Glover? I, I don't even think he's particularly good in that. At times, he's quite hammy, and I think he's brilliant mm. normally. He's doing a bit of an impression, isn't he? Um, have I mentioned this before he, he does that thing where he uh, do you know when someone like in TV and film makes himself sound like they're about to be interrupted <laughs> he does that when he's when he's doing his little um, oh yeah 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 his little, uh, into his voice card yeah he's recording like his um, his, tra- his travel diaries mm. yeah and he sort of shuffles in his chair as if to say I'm about to do something but unless someone inter- oh someone's interrupted me <laughs> it's mm. very much like that mm. <laughs> So what about that Disneyland Hotel anyway? I right? know. <laughs> right, so basically, you are unable... I can't remember the exact date in January 21, but there is a date, like something like the 12th of January, and um, you can't book beyond it. No announcements have been made, but for a, the longest time, it's been rumoured that it's going to have a huge refurb because all the other ones have in yep. order, and this is the last one to do it. I have only been in the public areas of the very gorgeous Disneyland Hotel, but I've heard that the rooms are in desperate need of a refresh. Threadbare carpets. And when you're paying two grand for three days, Mm. you don't want threadbare carpets. So apparently it's going to have an overall pink theme for the 30th anniversary. I think it's the 30th anniversary. Mm -hmm. Mm. Mm -hmm. Which will be 2022, will it? Yes. Mm. Cool. Yeah. I don't know how disruptive that will be to the park entrance. I don't know how much scaffolding is in, included. This is why they're having to shut the whole hotel like they did New York because of the way it's laid out. They can't do it in phrases. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh-huh. Interesting. But the Art of Marvel can book that if you want. But 
I had a little squidge on the website. My favourite thing to do is to price up fantasy holidays, even though I'm not ready to book one. And um, it is still priced pretty much midway between Newport Bay and Disneyland Hotel. So it is more expensive. But that is without any discounts. The only thing you can get, and it seems pretty consistent, is they're offering free half board. But none of the 20% off and none of the £300 gift, €100 gift card that they're offering as well. Um, But you do get this free artwork. Now that seems a little bit, you know. Whoopee. I know, I remember when we used to pre-order VHSs, not even DVDs, VHSs when I went to the Disney store and you'd get a free lithograph. But it wasn't a lithograph because lithographs are quite rare and collectible. This was a print, you know, Mm. and it just feels a bit, I don't know, cheap. I, unless it's framed and gorgeous, which I really doubt. It won't, I don't think it'll be framed. No. Rolled in a, yeah. in a tube. And what if it's just awful? I, I don't know. It's like I'm being, looking being handed a piece one. of litter. Yeah. <laughs> or or the, the bit in the back of the um, that Disney book where you get a free still from Brave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and yeah, it's where she's like blinking with her mouth open. Yeah. Mm. Uh. So, yeah, that'll be interesting to see. But, I mean, if you're going to book it, you're going to book it because you really want to stay at that hotel. Because when you look at the... Dis- you can get a 20% discount on Newport Bay with full, you know, free half board and all these things. It's never going to be a financial but decision. They must be trying to target returning customers who've used it in the past, pretty much, aren't they? Because yeah. that, that, that price point... Mm. I, don't, I just don't know. Is the Marvel thing enough of a pull? Well, uh, this, maybe, maybe when, Mar- this when the Marvel stuff's there, a, a bit more. But I uh, think it's a weird one. I think it this and it's so corporate looking as well. It's not a kids' hotel, is it? Yeah. Well, that's Marvel's why it's gone Marvel. Kids. I think in the inside. But I, I think this price point at the moment will last a couple of months because they want Disney diehards who've stayed in every other hotel and they want to check it out and they want to see what it's like. And to be honest, if it was competitively priced at all, we would consider it for our trip after next because mm. we do want to stay in all the hotels and be able to talk about them on the podcast. But the way it's priced at the moment, just not not even considering mm-hmm. it, we'd have to get those that 25% discount on and throw in the free stuff. But even then, we're booking with annual passes now, so the free stuff doesn't even matter. It's not on Expedia. We book, we can often get cheaper hotels, Disney hotels booking on Expedia than we can with annual passes. For example, Sequoia Lodge was staying in this time was like £150 cheaper on Expedia than getting your annual pass discount. But I've looked on Expedia and it's not even on there yet. They won't be releasing it to third parties yet. No, it makes sense, doesn't it? Because I want to build up the hype and everything. So I can't see this book. It's a massive hotel. It won't book up at this price. They're waiting for the Disney diehards. It'll last a couple of months and then it'll come back down. Hmm. That's my prediction. Watch this space. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was the news. News. Bong. Season's greetings, listeners. Here are my top tips for Christmas at Disneyland Paris. Number one, prepare for the cold. Paris is often a degree or two colder than the UK and December can be bitterly cold. 
dress warmly in layers and take regular breaks indoors to warm up. We like to take disposable air-activated hand warmers, such as hot hands, and keep them in our pockets to fight the freeze. Number two, take in the shows. Disney Live Entertainment is second to none, but the Christmas offerings have some extra special magic about them. Pick up a times guide and plan your day accordingly. The tree lighting ceremony in particular is not to be missed and is only once a day. Number three, eat seasonal. Many restaurants offer special flavours and themed snack for the holidays, so keep your eye out for mulled wine, cinnamon snacks and cranberry sauce to really put you in the seasonal mood. Number four, budget for gifts. It's the season of giving and the parks are chocked full with themed gifts for your whole family. Leave a little in your budget to get some DLP stocking fillers your family will love. Number five, plan your exit. For much of the season, the park closes at 6 or 7pm, which means this is the time when people pile into the village bars and eateries. If you want to have a quick service meal in the village, consider leaving the park a little earlier. Or for table service, make sure you book ahead of time. Hotel restaurants may be a safer bet, but we still recommend booking where possible. And number six, have fun. Do you like Disneyland Paris at Christmas? I love Disneyland Paris at Christmas. I'll tell you on the 6th of January. Mm. Well, <laughs> do you know what? Like, I like a European Christmas. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, it's not like full European. It's not like going to Valkenburg into the caves at Christmas. Oh, that's that, amazing. That's dead Christmassy. Mm. We like that. But you just, you're getting a bit of that flavour because, you know, you're in Paris. But you're in Disneyland Paris. Mm. Um, and it's just got that European flavour to it. And it's nice to go at Christmas. <clears throat> I like it. There's, do you know, there's a slight, very slight difference in tone between, as we discussed with you, Chris, about Halloween, yeah. is the cartoony American Halloween, but then <clears throat> the European more harvest style. And I think it's a little bit the same with Christmas. I think that sort of glitz and bling... Is all there, but the edge is taken off it, and you've got a little bit more of a sort of Germanic charm in a Disneyland Ooh. Paris Christmas. I love it. I am getting massive FOMO at the moment because the season started, and all the photos are going on um, Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, and we nearly booked for this December and then yeah. changed our minds and went January instead. I'm feeling very pouty. However, we have... <laughs> committed to a date for next December haven't we mm -hmm. so we're definitely going we're planning a year in advance so we don't have these excuses next time which has cheered me up a bit but now I'm kind of living vicariously through you Chris <laughs> yeah because I know you're going for your first Disney Christmas this year aren't you yeah quite looking forward to it as well uh, well I've been looking forward to it anyway a mm. bit of a trip to Disney because it will only be my second trip there but um, when we got back last time I just wanted to book again straight away mm. um, so we left it a couple of months and then uh, told my parents we were going to go and my mum and dad had booked before we did fabulous <laughs> fabulous so, so yeah taking the parents along which is going to be interesting yeah that's going to be a change I know next episode we're going to do um, a pre-trip report mm. from you out yes. so you're going to tell us what your plans are and what you're looking forward to and all this kind I of thing I better make some plans then aren't I yeah. but if we, if we just <laughs> Go specifically for the Christmas stuff today. I'm interested in your trip because you're going post Christmas, Christmas period, aren't you? Yeah, it's New Year, really, isn't it? It's New, it's 
New Year's trip. Really. Yeah. No, and when he tells you your plans, we're going to sit here going, oh, no, oh, you don't want to do that. Oh, no, 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 no. I doubt it. I doubt it. I get excited when ever, ever anyone tells me the plans. So. Do they still have the blue Christmas trees? No, they don't. They've huh. gone, because that was for the 25th anniversary. Oh, yeah. And they've gone back to the traditional green and red. Mm, I'd now, like to see you, actually, in the traditional colours. All the um, snowmen and stuff like that are still there, but the I'll scarves are a different colour. Yeah, you take some pictures. The <laughs> scarves are a different colour, so a lot of the stuff's the same way. The blue was interesting, but I've never been a fan of the cooler tones at Christmas, the silvers and the things. It's nice when you're there. The idea of it doesn't appeal, does it? Mm, a bl- no. A, you know, blue Christmas thing. You have a lovely Christmas tree in your living room, by the way. Oh, I mean, thank you. I mean, we have a lovely Christmas tree in our living room because we all live together here at 37 yes. Disney Street. It's, cho- it's chocolate tinsel and it does have some uh, Disney ornaments on there, discreetly. Beautiful. Mm. Hidden away. Oh, I, we, we were in the Disney store the other day and I got very excited by the baubles on, on offer. <clears throat> oh, I didn't yeah. buy any though. Maybe well, do you know what? I'm just going to use the opportunity to take on to one of the tips you've just heard about buying souvenirs. The Christmas ornaments and just paraphernalia at Disneyland Paris is worth saving up your money for. I still to this day regret not getting the Mickey Mouse wreath for the door. And I'm, I might give you some money to bring me one back. Cause <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even kidding now. I'm thinking about it. I'll have a look online how much it is. She's not even discussed this with me. <laughs> well, there you are. The, I, I like the look of the, the train. The, the oh, yeah. You put around your tree. Yeah. Goes I around the love bottom. it. Yeah. We love those, um, the gingerbread Mickey and Minnie. Oh, they're really nice, aren't they? Yeah. We did, and we went on a proper, proper search for them, like going in every single shop in Disneyland Paris. They're totally mm-hmm. sold out. And then I got them the following year when I went to run Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, their pride of place in our bedroom all year round. And then Bonnie met some in the parade, some like life life-size ginger well I say that because that, that'd be little but they were, they were human-size mm. ginger, wow. gingerbread Mickey and Minnie and she loved it there's a great picture of her like sort of elated looking at them <laughs> Let, let's talk about that then so I've got, I've got a list of all the um, different things that are on for Disney's Enchanted Christmas and one of them is Disney's Christmas Parade and it is just called Disney's Christmas Parade they often Catch have gi- gimmicky names for this but what it says online is that now this created Two or three of my favourite Disney memories ever, bearing in mind how much we've been now and how much we love Disney. And one of them was uh, a gingerbread teddy coming over, a gingerbread Mickey teddy thing coming over and hugging Bonnie from the parade. It was just magical. But they've got a giant uh, sort of Christmas tree thing with Tinkerbell on the top, haven't they? They've got Mm -hmm. uh, Goofy leading the uh, toy soldiers. Santa's in there. Duffy's in there. The whole gang. Mm. Cool. Is it brought up the back by Frozen? No, that's the real one, isn't it? What? That's the actual parade that finishes with the Frozen float. Mm. I'm just thinking because it's very Christmassy. Right. Mm-hmm. They had, yeah, that's right. They had Chip and Dale and I think Daisy Duck on a float dressed in sort of chef's hat, baking gingerbread. Oh, it, was there a smell of it as it went past as well? Because that would have been amazing. Well, you, you've got all the Main Street smells going oh. on. I can't remember particularly. Yeah, just position yourself outside the bakery. Yeah. You've got <laughs> bubbles coming out of things. It is, it's really... It's, uh, I prefer it to the main parade. I really do. It's a fabulous, fabulous thing. Do you like the snow? The snow, like... 
Is it every 15 minutes or something? Oh, I heard this, yeah. On, heard Main, this. Street. on Main Street. Yeah, it's, it's foam snow. <coughs> uh, I think that Bonnie just believed it was real snow. Yeah. And she just thought it was... She'll, she'll probably have a memory of it snowing while we were there, but <laughs> it's just foam that they kick out. But it's effective. Does it's, it get really soapy and bubbly on the floor? No, no it doesn't. Because they don't do it for long enough. No, it's just a tiny bit. There's just <clears> enough. And it's much better. I've had those snow machines at other yeah. UK attractions and you'd get massive clumps and stuff. This is really quite believable. But it is magical on Main Street, particularly sort of at twilight and the lights hitting it. Oh, that's lovely. I know. It's Christmas music on Main Street that time. And that This is the thing I wasn't sure about because one of the things I really sold to them, the... the idea of, of Disneyland to my parents about was was the fact that there's just music in your head the whole time. Yeah, I, Hello Dolly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Hello Dolly, the music man, all that, that sort of stuff. And I'm pretty sure it is Christmas music. I think I'm, I'm, assu- yeah, that's what I'm, I'm assuming that it's... it's I, I mean, music. it's even in uh, It's a Small World. Oh, really? Small world after all. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle no. all the way. Yeah. yeah, it alternates. Oh, I'm so not telling Lucas that. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> and um, a lot of the, not all the dolls, but a lot of the dolls have been given like uh, Santa hats and scarves and yeah. just slightly Christmased up. Not enough for it to ruin it in any way because I'm such an absolute lover Christmas of that. Christmas can't ruin things. Well, I'm such a lover of that attraction yeah, that if no. I thought, don't put hats on my dolls, but it's just enough to like... Oh, I'm sobbing. I'm sobbing thinking about it. It's beautiful. Oh, I cannot wait for Lucas to see that. Yeah. <laughs> Disneyland Paris. Attraction of the Moth. Arbitron. Disneyland Paris. Attraction of the Moth! Right, on my list, Disneyland Paris dazzles in its festive best. So that's the first thing you'll see is the Christmas decorations up and down Main Street. The ones outside the station have come up against a bit of criticism this year for being a bit bling. I don't know if you've seen them. No. But I don't mind a bit bling. Well, it depends. If it's like a Harren Home showroom, then uh, <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> With the marble. We've talked about the Christmas parade. Um, we've even talked about the Christmas lights, haven't we? Because we talked about the main street lighting up. There's, there's something different with the castle this year as well. Now then, the video I watched of the tree lighting ceremony, all the characters indicated to the castle, but the camera didn't turn around. I was under the impression the lights aren't on the castle and they're using projection mapping, said, yeah. but I don't know <clears throat> what they're doing. Ooh. Maybe we should have found that out. Mm. Um. Maybe I'll find out and and I'll tell you all about it on the next show before I go. It was really misty when we went. Like the second day we were there, it was it was so misty, wasn't it? You couldn't see the castle. You couldn't see the castle, but when you got near it, you could see the lights twinkling through mm. it, and there's like a silhouette of it. It was and it was like this weird, almost yellow mist as well. It was amazing. People were posting pictures a few weeks ago from. Uh, from the top of Main Street looking down you couldn't see the castle that's a strange strange mm. thing isn't it mm. mm-hmm. when it's that foggy that you can't that you can't see that it was the yeah. same on um, Thunder Mesa you couldn't re- this was brilliant you couldn't really see the Phantom Manor but you could oh. you just see a shadow of it it was like perfect it was like Disney had ordered the weather 
It was wonderful. Do they Christmas up Phantom Manor? Because they do in some places, don't they? Don't they? they don't, but they have Sandy Claus um, meeting mm. in front of it. Jack Skeleton as Sandy yeah. Claus, which is a really good meet and greet. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's very comical. Um, we talked last time. Bonnie wasn't very convinced, was she? No. You can meet Santa as well when you're there. We decided that that was just too much. And yeah, also... I, I think, yeah. We, we tend to meet Santa... A couple of well, the real Santa we try and meet once a year, and then everyone else is a is, is a, a helper. Is one of his helpers? Yeah, yeah. Because like some Santas, you can tell are not the real Santa. Mm, so uh, we say- but we think going to Disneyland and meeting Santa as well is just too much. There's enough to do and meet, and I just I like to separate those two things out, those two events. Mm. That, so that was the thing I didn't like about the Christmas lights thing when I watched it was it makes sense that Santa's there but I just thought that to have Mickey introducing Santa as a celebrity is just a really strange oh, yeah. thing mm-hmm. my friend yeah mm. just just a bit weird mm. especially when we, when we all know they hate one another <gasps> yeah, that feud yeah. Do you think? <laughs> um, right, getting on to some shows now. We've got Mickey's Christmas Big Band in the Animagique Theatre in Walt Disney Studios. Is that where he plays drums? Yes. It's a that, shame. I've seen videos of that. It's that a shame amazing. they've moved it. Do you think? I liked it in the, what was the theatre? Hyperion. Hyperion, because that was not been used for anything. And I think it... Down and it was the Hyperion was, the one it, it, under the station? No, no, it's the it's the massive quick service one in. Um, oh yes, sir. I think yeah. in Tomorrowland, but yeah. they've got a stage. Oh wait a minute! I'm getting it mixed up with uh, the one that where Honey I Shrunk the Audience was. What was there last time? Oh, it was uh, that 3D show, wasn't it? Uh, Film magic. Yeah. Oh no! It's all of the magic. Right. Okay. Right. That's why it's not there. But I did like it there, though, where it was in the Hyperion. Yeah, it's. Uh, from what I can gather, it's enlarged a lot. I mean, there was three girl dancers, three boy dancers. You knew one of them. I did. I yes, that that's a long story. Um, <laughs> three girl dancers, three boy dancers, and then like a, a, a maybe eight piece big band, and Mickey played the drums. But now, from the videos I've seen, you've got a full chorus line of maybe twelve mm. dancers and a lot more musicians, a lot more going on. So it it couldn't have stayed in the Hyperion, and I loved that show. So I think it's probably you know more of it is good for me. So I think it's probably good that it's found a new home and. It'll be a little bit warmer. It's People won't be eating the dinner at the same time. I think it deserves a bit of deference. I find the Hyperion a bit of a strange um, stage. I mean, we, we went in there for quick service breakfast on the second day we were there. And uh, there was just nothing going on. Every time we went past, there was never anything going on there. Yeah. I, I think they got uh, some dance competition in there on one of the days. So there were loads of different dance troops around. But... Nobody was going to watch it, so yeah. it was a bit of a strange thing. It felt like a really wasted space. First time we went, they were showing Star Wars cartoons, but I think they were using the stage for the Jedi Jedi uh, training school oh, right, yeah. at other times. But when we, when we saw the uh, Mickey's Christmas show, uh, we sat right at the front, so that's why I forgot it was in there, because we were sat at the front and we didn't see any people eating the, the quick mm. service food mm. or anything, so it felt like a proper theatre. Mm. Did you come in? Which side did you come in through? Because I, uh, Right. You see, you wouldn't have gone through the food bit anyway no, no you had to so, queue up by um, Star Tours they had a they had a queue and they were cutting right. it off because there's only so many seats so you did go straight into the theatre you could have got to it by walking through the quick service thing but 
he probably would have been turned away. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, It was a fab show, though. It is simply all your favourite big band, Michael Bublé-style Christmas songs, and you've got Minnie singing them, you've got Mickey playing the drums, Goofy comes on and does a thing, there's dancers. It's dancers in sequins with legs. It's just exactly what you expect it to be. Sequins with legs? But it's a thoroughly, thoroughly old-fashioned Christmas special kind of thing. Cool. When when we saw it, one of the characters sat on the piano and I think they broke the, uh, the, the, the music stand... Mm. Uh, and he looked really displeased about it. <laughs> I can say with authority that your mum and dad will really enjoy it. So make sure that's budgeted in mm-hmm. the shows. I will see. Mm. And while you're over there, you can check out the uh, the project onto um, Tower of Tower Terror. Of Terror. We saw Goofy's Incredible Christmas there a couple of years ago, but I don't think they're doing that anymore. It's very similar. It's Surprise Mickey Christmas Special. Right. Um, and it's still it's still a show on there. It's and it's, good, yeah. They yeah. like they'll, they'll make it look like it's presents stacked up because they use the shapes the shape of the building, which is quite square. Yeah. And you know, it's just it's it's not. Although actually, when we saw it, it was very misty. Very so, misty. So we couldn't quite, is quite make right it out. Take, is the ride on at the time as well? Good question. Uh, I think it. This was an I don't. I don't know about that. And I think this might be a daytime show now. This surprise. Surprise Mickey Christmas special. They've also got the fairy tale waltz with the Disney princesses on the castle stage, which looks pretty much to be the 25th anniversary show that we saw on there. They just bring the princesses on one, one at a time and waltz. Yeah. There you go. I think I've said before, I'm not a massive fans. fan. Yeah, not a massive <laughs> fan of the castle stage. Three, four time. <laughs> <laughs> not a big fan of the waltz <laughs> <laughs> um, you can meet Santa in Fantasyland yeah. only until the 25th where? at the Mickey's meeting group yeah. spot, he's in the centre of the maze I think it's just called the Fantasyland <laughs> Theatre isn't it? you have to find him um, there's a Christmas market in the Disney Village we've never been in that meet Mickey place no no we don't re- we, we've always met Mickey in other circumstances. Well, we know him, so he, yeah. he can pop around 37 Disney Street whenever he wants. Of course he can. But he's very busy. So. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, there's a Christmas market in the Disney Village. Oh. And the food festival in the studios. And, I don't know how to say this, Le Vergomonde de Disney Paris. Let's have a look. The last Go bullet line. Uh, no, no, that... L'hiver gourmand. <laughs> I don't think I said it any better than you. L'hiver gourmand. Seasonal food festival. L'hiver gourmand. It's a seasonal food festival in Place de Remy. Now, I've twice been when the regular food festival is on uh, in this area and it, you can totally just ignore it. Yeah. It's mm. it's not a big thing. The, they weren't selling anything that made me turn my head and go, oh, I want some of that. No. It was all and quite strange stuff like, oh, we've got this quiche from Belgium and you'd be like, oh, Or great. melon for four euros. Yeah. But, but I was... Uh, I <laughs> literally got into every single one of these shows. <laughs> yeah. Four euro melon. But I, I, was on, I was on the hunt for interesting snacks because I was disappointed with the amount of snacks compared to... Disney World mm. and we walked through that entire food f- festival and I just you know there's nothing that I was interested in and it was stuff like the, bratwurst and things 
The Belgium one had waffles, predictably. But, I mean, the, that... Change the record, Belgium, jeez. A, a waffle in itself is not terribly interesting. And then they had fries, chips, as we would call them. I don't... That must Pomfret. be a Belgium thing. Um, and it's like, it's not food festival stuff, in my opinion. Maybe, maybe I should have looked a bit closer. But I'd be interested to know if you put a seasonal twist on it. And I know that the... Oh, what's that? I've Absolutely. heard this word so many times. That Swiss thing where they melt cheese and then scrape it off. Raclette. No, raclette, yes. Right, yeah. So they've got Swiss raclette, which I just looking at that was making me salivate. Oh. So maybe I'd enjoy that. Yeah, I would do that. I don't... I, but I don't know. Again, I'm really looking forward. Oh, actually, look at this, Huey. From the 7th of November to the 15th of March. It'll still be on. Yeah, they're they're going to keep that food festival going forever, aren't they? Because there's I mean, nothing happening well. in the studios at the moment. There's only like two rides. Well, that's it, isn't it? Hmm. It would. That's the other thing that'll be interesting to see is what it's like with half it's cordoned off. I mean, a lot of it was cordoned off and we went in the summer, wasn't it? Yeah. I'll let you know. <laughs> Interesting. There's a lot of shows on there, haven't there? In the studios, it seems to be a lot of show type stuff going on. The stunt show's still on, but you have to like walk around the back entrance or something to get in. Is the stunt show still so, on? Yeah, yeah. I liked that. Um, oh no, so you mean the car one? Yeah, yeah. All oh, right, yeah. Fair enough. Have you anything to add about Christmas, Huey? It's the most wonderful time of the year. It really is. That's what I'd like to say. We did get some uh, comments, some listener comments on Ooh. Twitter. Okay. So thanks to everyone who uh, contributed, both of you. Uh, <laughs> not Nonny K said, uh, well, I, I asked, what do you like at Christmas at Disneyland Paris? And Nonny K said, light and sparkling and music and all the costumes and decorations and then a praying emoticon and a rose and some hearts and a kiss. That sums it up for me. Chris Vince says, I've never been there for Christmas, but seeing the vlogs and hearing the Christmas music in the parks at night seems truly magical. Mm. And it is magical, isn't it? It is. It re- I can't... I know this is just um, a podcast of me going, I love Disneyland Paris so much. But Christmas is just something else. It's got to be experienced. And it is cold. Oh, it's very cold. That's all right. It was cold in November as well. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not... Uh, I find it hard. This is going to sound completely wrong, but I find it hard to get excited about it at the moment. But when I get there, I will be. I yes. don't. I'm back to feeling like I don't know what to expect, mm. um, which is a strange place to be because um, the whole reason I'm doing this podcast right now and the other ones is because of how much I was taken by it last time I went. But yeah, um, if Disney can't do Christmas magical, then who can? It doesn't seem to follow that it wouldn't be amazing. So. <laughs> And now we're going on to a new segment that we like to call... So, this is a new segment because if you follow Diz Twitter, you'll know there's always something that everybody gets the knickers in a twist about. Somebody will post a comment about something, everyone else will launch on 
and it'll just snowball and snowball till the world appears to be furious. Well, this month I've noticed it is quick service in Disneyland Park. So there was a few photos up of queues at places like Hyperion and Hakuna Matata about how long people were having 45 minute waits for quick service food, which is annoying. But then a very valid point was raised that it's because there's so many places shut. And at the moment, Toad Hall is shut. Cowboy Cookout is shut. I think the Last Chance Cafe is shut. Now, these are high capacity restaurants. So, is it worth getting het up about? Or is this just a storm in a teacup? Boys, over to you. Well, you've got to eat, haven't you? It is annoying, but... I mean, how much do you expect it with it going to a busy place like that? But the, the, there's a limit, isn't there? Mm. After about 15 minutes in a queue, in a fast food queue, especially when someone's faffing about in front of you like that, that family uh, in Cowboy Cookout, they just didn't know what they wanted. Oh, my God. You've had enough time in the queue. Look at the menu. Sort yourself out. Don't be arguing by the till. You need to go over it, Hugh. <laughs> do you know what confuses me about this? is a restaurant, quick service or otherwise, should be self-sustaining financially, as in it should bring enough in enough money to pay its staff and meet its running costs. Um, other things, attractions and things in Disneyland Paris are relying on the ticket prices. So if they had to, you know, if it was off-season and they were cutting costs because it wasn't as busy a park, I could understand them um, closing an attraction. But with restaurants... They're bringing money in, so I don't understand why they close them. On our first day, we went to Hyperion for... Well, it was day two, but our first morning there, we went out to Hyperion for the quick service breakfast and we had uh, easily a 40-minute wait, wait, maybe 50 minutes to mm. wait for our breakfast, but at which point the boys had just had enough. Laura oh. queued and we, and we sat in the theatre bit and waited for her to come. And honestly and truthfully, it was frustrating as hell, particularly when the choice that is there is really small mm. and when you think about how well they manage the queues for rides how they'll how they'll open up another bit of the snake as it starts to get busier and busier so there's a constant flow and people are constantly moving there should be no reason they can't do that particularly with quick service because you know it's very it's most granular they could have a queue for each different meal and yes. just have it as simple as that get in the queue for mm. the meal you want and it's just and it's just to say how many one, <laughs> one, I mean, one and you just keep moving look at McDonald's now look at the systems that McDonald's have got in place and, yeah, and but look then how... go to Burger King and, and it's completely different they're supposed to be fast food and you can be waiting there 15 minutes from to cooking burger for you so, so some places get it right some don't and it's something that they're for me they're not they're not getting right regardless no. of the places being shut and the worst right. thing is you get really really angry guests then guests and customers hungry and angry i i am hungry i am an awful human being when i get too hungry and the thing is you're wandering around you're going it's getting to lunchtime Ooh, my stomach starts to rumble let's find somewhere to eat you don't expect another 45 minutes after that point so by the time you get to your food you're like tearing your hair out the last thing disney wants is loads of grumpy bears stomping around disneyland paris i will say it's cultural though i don't think they'd have those those um uh, quick service counters if it wasn't for the Brits going there wanting to get quick and easy food mm. it, it, it's a it's a cultural thing you know we're getting hit up and stressed about having to wait 45 minutes for food <sighs> yeah I mean, I mean, started at 45 minutes no 
it's an attitude thing. So, so I think just change your attitude. For us, it was just, well, do you know what? This quick service isn't working for us. And I know that everybody has this luxury, but we just said, right, we'll pay the extra, whatever it was, six euros each and have a, and have a meal in the hotel. Now, it's, it's different now anyway, because the breakfasts are, are all hotel breakfasts again now, aren't they? So it's, that in itself is a different situation. But um, I, I just think if it's not right for you, then you've got two choices. You can get angry about it and whinge and moan on Twitter about it, or you can just get on with your life and do It's not different. a choice when I get that hungry. It's not a choice. Like, my blood sugar drops, and I'm like, it's terrible. Yeah. Um, it's interesting what you say about it being a cultural thing, though, because this taking time over your food and, sh- you know, we're rubbish at that in England. Uh, well, Britain. Wake up, I want to throw some food down my throat to have my br- and have my breakfast. Yeah. And I wander about a bit and then at, at 12 o'clock on the dot, I have to be having my lunch mm. and then I have to eat again at four o'clock. And, and it is, it's, everything's so regimented and, and like, I, I I work in Italy quite often and when I go over there, they don't have their evening meal till eight o'clock at night and mm. they'll work quite a long Spain's portions of the, the day. And, and yes, they, they will snack on, on the odd bits and bats and if you go to a restaurant, if you go, go and have a drink somewhere, all your drinks come with, like, full-on snacks. It's, mm. it's like, tapas. like tapas, like yeah, mm. just like that. Um, and so, so they do eat constantly as mm. well. But it's just a much more laid-back thing. It's not right. I'm going to go get a burger now, so I'm going to go and stand in this queue and get a burger. It's, it's a different thing. But what do you think about the element of them choosing to shut um, large capacity quick service places? when they've got 45-minute queues at other quick service places. Well, they've obviously had to for some reason. <laughs> yeah, well... Can't be helped, can it? They don't just shut them for the sake of it. Like, well, like... no, they choose to just shut them because it's off-season. That's why they don't want to pay the staff. These places aren't under refurbishment. Oh, then they're idiots. But at Halloween, <laughs> when I went, I waited 45 minutes peak season, so 45 minutes seems like a standard waiting time to me. Maybe mm. it is, you know? So so if if I had to wait 45 minutes when they were all open... And someone's having to wait 45 minutes now when they were, were shut. Were they all what, open? What's the difference? Yeah, all of them, were, everything was open. I can't think of anything that wasn't. That's what everyone was moaning about. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> right, that brings us to the end of our Disneyland Paris show for November. The next one will be our December edition where we will be rounding up 2019, looking back at some of its best bits. 2019. 2019. Most importantly, we'll be getting Chris's pre-trip report. Yay! Thank you very much for listening. I've been Lucy Rain. And so have I. Good night, children. <laughs>